This is Coffee, Wine, and Chocolate, a podcast inspired by people, places, and things. Welcome. I'm your host, Dawn. You can find me at all the links I've provided below in the notes, but specifically, you can find me at the podcast website, which is coffeewineandchocolate.com. Since the last podcast in March, I've let other things take the time away from doing this podcast. I even forgot that I had recorded the last topic I did in March. Seriously. So I am going to talk about what is going on with me and my life at this moment and share some things that I am planning on doing in the near future. I'm going to discuss the things I'm doing, such as getting my studio ready for my creativity, traveling and where, projects I am now getting involved in, my health update, my family, etc. I'll also share something positive. I always like to end on a positive note. Right now, my studio will be underway just this week. I am so excited, you guys. Everything will be stripped out Thursday and Friday. And we will have then electricians, the aircon guys, floor guys, carpenters, and blind installers in here. And that starts on the 25th. I'm so excited. We are hoping it will be all done in a month's time, but we will see. I have discussed with the carpenter what I would like in a built-in wardrobe, desk and seating and storage area, and also about a built-in table I can fold out from the wall to do all my creative crafts on. I'll also get a stool and some type of chair to put in there and a lamp. (laughs) I can't wait to see it materialize. I have been talking about it since the beginning of the year and so excited to have my space to do all my creative works in. And I've said it, I don't know how many times, probably on all the media, (laughs) if you follow me on any of them. And so far this year, we have traveled to Tuscany and Florence, Italy in March. We went to the States in April and May. We've been to Sweden for Midsummer Festival in June after my birthday. That was awesome. My stepdaughter was married in June on the 3rd. Now that it is the beginning of August, we are have decided to go to Bologna, Italy um, for another holiday together for just a few days next week. And then we plan to go back to the States together in November for Thanksgiving. I also am going for um, on my own for my grandson to be born. I'm so excited. I decided to go in October when he's born instead of August when the baby shower is just so that I could be there because I wasn't able to be there for my my granddaughter to be born. So very excited about that too. This year has already flown by. I can't believe we are into August. Now, along with all this keeping me busy, we walk our dog every day. I'm still looking for a band or partnership to get out there and perform some with my singing, which I actually met with a guy. Um, His name is Sam. He is a pianist, and we are going to do a few things together and hopefully write some some songs together which would be very cool so I'm very excited about that and then I am also um, I'm writing and both a book and a blog keeping up with social media of course and now I'll be involved in helping with social media for my husband's new group to support them I honestly think time is taking up more now than ever before which is weird to me because doing the family and work thing always kept me extremely busy, especially when the boys played sports all year long, baseball. So you know how that goes. 
Um, Speaking of family, I miss my boys and all my family so much. I know keeping myself busy keeps me from overthinking this fact, and I try very hard to keep in touch constantly. And as I have said before, my boys have their own lives and family, and these things take away from our being able to keep in contact a lot of the time. But I do message my parents a lot and try to call every couple of weeks to do a FaceTime call with them. As a matter of fact, we did one last night, which was great. My sister and I also message from time to time. Now, with my health, I have determined that I most likely have adult ADD, ADHD. My son was diagnosed with it, my younger son, when he was like seven or eight uh, with ADD. So, pretty sure I have it. If I didn't have it before, I think I did actually, but it wasn't diagnosed. And it still isn't diagnosed, but I think I've always had it. But it seems to have gotten worse. And it may be in addition to the menopausal kind of stuff that goes on with your body. um, It could have gotten it worse too. So who knows? The symptoms I've come up with are as follows. And this is why I think this. And you guys tell me if, if you think so too. Anxious when pushed to respond or do something quickly. Failed focus. Can't do two or more things at once for loss of focus. (laughs) Cannot handle overstimulation, such as being in a large crowd or too many things going on at one time. Stay in the background instead of in the lead. Overthinking. Forgetfulness. Restlessness. Misplacing things. No organization skills. Carelessness, like dropping things, missing a step. Getting close to a curb. All from focus issues. Easily distracted, procrastinate, doing tedious or time-consuming things. Now, to be tested for it, you have to be on a waiting list here with the NHS for two years. Two years, you guys. So, I am researching and seeing what works for me. I know some things that work for me may not work for others and vice versa. It's just finding the right fit. So, I'm determined to do this. I also realize living here, there are several things I have to think about if I start selling things or have a job. Like, I have to make sure I am doing my part to keep up with tax filings there in the States as well as here. Which seems an extra hassle to li- to being living in another country. But, there you go. That was my chosen. I'm reading at this time, actually I just finished it, a book titled Wonder Drug by Jennifer Venderbus or Venderbus. It is a book about the United States dealing with the thalidomide drug and the victims it affected. And being married to a man that was affected by thalidomide here in the UK, it is very important, I feel, to know more about this drug that affected him and so many. And with me being from the USA, this story is hitting me even more. It is uncovering the fact that thalidomide, under a few other names, was a testing trial drug that was distributed to, quote-unquote, investigators, which were doctors and pharmacies, without being approved as a prescription drug by the FDA. Yet it was a drug that was pushed for testing, using people as guinea pigs, to see if the drug was safe and if it caused any side effects. As a matter of fact, they even said that there were doctors that this drug was given to that had not even been given it originally, but other doctors had given to them. It was found to cause peripheral neuritis as well as birth defects when given to pregnant women in the first trimester of their pregnancy, especially. 
The thing about this drug being given in the USA is that the drug was not tracked by the doctors that were given it and giving it out to the patients as samples. It wasn't a prescription drug. So there are no well-documented use of the drug in the patients affected. And because of this, the drug companies that dispersed it have gotten away with the fact that their drug caused havoc on so many without compensation for what they have or are going through still. They need someone of stature and influence to stand for them and be heard. They are do something to help them through their later years to live a better life. This is absolutely what I believe. Now for the positive point in this podcast. Four reasons you need a whole life balance on Power of Positivity website by Matthew Turner. Now in this article, it states, you've been told to pursue work-life balance your entire life. The issue is, it's a myth. You need a whole life balance. It's one that not only offers you false hope, but can negatively impact your life, even though it's born out of great intentions. A whole life balance involves a slight tweak in perspective, taking your focus from work-life balance to a holistic approach, or as it's sometimes called by thought leaders like Ari Measle, Maisel? Whole life integration. <laughs> Changing how you pursue goals and structure your life can free up time while removing guilt and pressure from your shoulders. Because although the pursuit of work-life balance may feel like a worthy endeavor, once you scratch the surface and critically question it, it's easy to see how unattainable it is in today's fast-paced world. Let's deconstruct why. Whole life balance. Work-life balance is a lie, and this is why. Once upon a time, work-life balance wasn't a myth, but something worth pursuing. There was, after all, a period when people went to work in an office, stayed there for nine hours, and then returned home to recharge their batteries until the next day. No email that they could check before bed, no mobile phone that allowed them to grab a quick call, no remote working or learning, and no worldwide web that kept them connected to everyone and everything. It stayed in the office unless you brought your work home in large boxes. That is no longer the case. In fact, it hasn't been for some time. Today, the lines between work and not work have become so blurred that it's hard to determine if a line still exists. Yet, this isn't the only reason work-life balance has become an outdated myth because society has evolved almost unimaginably over the last few decades, from gender roles to balancing family life to what it means to be considered successful We live in a very different world from how our parents grew, let alone our grandparents. Yet despite this, most of us, most of the time, continue to pursue a version of work-life balance placed upon us from a young age. It's constantly reinforced through the media and society at large, and chances are it leaves you feeling guilty and confused, constantly comparing yourself to others, envious that they seem quote-unquote better than you. They're not. Often it's because they, number one, are hiding it and only showing you an edited version of their life, and number two, have committed to whole life balance rather than that work-life balance. The two entities are similar, but also different. Here's why. Your life is singular. Right now, you are on a journey called life, 
and heading toward a destination known as death. There's only one path to all this. You don't get two lives or the ability to try again. You also don't get to segment it into multiple paths, so you can experience with different adventures. Everything you do and everything you are is one, a singular life with one person at the center of it, you. You are the star of this show. Despite this, we do our darndest to split ourselves into pieces. We try to leave work in the office, an office that often doesn't exist, and the rest of quote-unquote life at home. Although even then, it isn't easy when you consider your health, relationships, differing social circles. At the heart of this is the myth of work-life balance. You learn to find a balance and that you'll be happy if you do. Successful, content, fulfilled. Yet all this achieves is the sense of failure and guilt as you inevitably bring a part of work into your personal life. If you're around your kids, for example, thinking about work means you don't care or give focus to them. It's absolute, binary, where a situation is or is not. Yet is that true? Is life so black and white? No, it's a cacophony of color and an explosion of hues that fall between various spectrums. To approach it in such a simplistic way as work-life balance makes you and it a disservice, let alone sets you up for failure and a goal you'll never attain. Number two, warped self-identity. As you try to create all these different paths, you inevitably appear as a particular type of person in different situations. Maybe you're shy and reserved around old friends from school but need to be more outgoing when out with work colleagues. You may try to wear one type of mask around the kids and another while in the office. Then there's the online world and all those different platforms. You can be anyone you want, which is freeing in some ways, yet it can also lead you to split your personality into near-infinite numbers, diluting the real you drip by drip. It begs the question, who are you? Which one is the real you? How often do you wear that particular mask? Work-life balance asks you to embrace this. It says, to be a certain someone at work and another at home. Rather than embracing your life as one whole, it tasks you to segment it into various buckets and show up as different people in each. It's exhausting. I spent much of my life like this, focusing more on how I appear to others than embracing who I truly am. It leaves me calculated and constantly on edge, plotting and thinking about who I should be right now, always asking, which mask should I wear? This isn't the point of life. I don't know the point, but I am confident such a show isn't it. Embracing who you are and showing up as that person is never bad. Because all you can be is yourself, the good, the bad, and the chaos in between. Number three, life forever evolves. Like a book, your life forms many chapters. Each represents a time, and no two are ever the same. You evolve, change, and grow, as do those around you. Nothing ever stands still, and nothing ever remains the same. If we look at something like the definition of success, for instance... 
It may look one way while you're in your 20s and something different a decade down the road when raising a young family. Everything from your motivations, desires, and challenges differs depending on your situation. You and your life evolve, yet work-life balance hands you a static formula. It says to balance your work and life, even though the specifics surrounding these differ when you move from one chapter in your life to another. You'll have more time to commit to work at specific points in your life. Other times, you won't because other aspects, your health maybe, or your family, requires more of your focus. There's no right or wrong. Indeed, the constant is always that you live a singular life that houses many facets within. Your journey isn't black and white, and the path before you is not set in stone. It's malleable and forever evolving. So much of this is not under your control. Number four, today's world is different. The final point here is to say, once again, that we live in a very different world today than your parents and grandparents came of age. Back then, it was possible to segment work and life. It isn't to say it was easy, but the balancing that was attainable because they arrived at an office or factory at the same time each morning only to clock off in the evening to return home. It had to stay in the office unless they brought the work home. No phone, no email, no Zoom recording to listen in on. They kept work at work, allowing them to focus on everything else in the comfort of their abode. For most of us, that is no longer the case. An office isn't a destination for many. Even when it is, the time spent there is more flexible. And even if you rank among the minority that does turn up to the same place at the same time every day, you can and often will bring parts of your work home with you. Even if it's a quick email. Even if it is only a short call. That line between work and life that was once clear and defined is now blurred at best. Indistinguishable. At worst, how to implement whole life balance. On the surface, the advice for pursuing a work-life balance is solid. Its heart is in the right place. It does its best to guide people away from the hustle and grind and toward a healthier, meaningful, and peaceful existence. The issue is it's outdated and no longer applicable. Yet this isn't an issue that has to continue to hurt you. There is an alternative. The great news, it doesn't involve reinventing the wheel. It's a slight change of perception that takes you from the static advice or work-life balance to the more malleable whole-life balance. At the heart of whole-life balance is this concept of integration. You still need to find balance and continue to battle against the hustle so it doesn't consume you. Yet the pressure to wear all these different masks doesn't have to weigh you down and dilute you. With whole life balance, you get to be you each step of the way. You don't have to try and separate the different aspects that make up your world, but instead find ways to integrate them as well as appreciate the forever changes as you transition from one chapter of your life to a fresh one. Final thoughts on reaching a whole life balance. It's pretty good so far, isn't it? You can take this often frightening step today if you choose. As it often does, it begins by taking a step forward and getting clear of your current situation. What does your current chapter look like? 
Which elements are more important to you right now? Which of these elements is the most significant importance? Your life is unique, as is the journey you are on. This current chapter you are in is unique, unlike any you've lived so far, and will differ from any to come. Your aim shouldn't be perfection or perfect balance, as though you stand in the middle of a set of scales. Instead, imagine you stand on a round ball, constantly adjusting to keep your balance and stay on top. Unlike a set of scales, you don't face two competing forces while standing atop a ball. Every conceivable angle plays a role. There are things you can control and those you cannot, with a commitment to whole life balance. You can stay on top at all times. So that was by Matthew Turner and about the author. He's a British author who lives in a small town in Yorkshire, England. Having previously published three novels and a nonfiction business book, he wrote Beyond the Pale on the book on the back of interviewing hundreds of successful entrepreneurs, authors, investors, and thought leaders, gaining a unique insight into areas such as mindset, flow, and personal development, and a gaining reputation for crafting compelling stories out of other people's lives. Matthew builds relatable fables for those looking to live a meaningful and purpose-driven life. As well as writing for himself, Matthew Ghost writes both articles and books for other successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders in between spending time with his two children. How about that, you guys? So this is on Power Positivity website. And again, it's called Four Reasons You Need a Whole Life Balance. And it's by Matthew Turner. It was published June 6th of this year. Really good article. Um, and I saw it and thought, this is perfect. I need to share this because I know um, I have felt that way recently, how much things have changed now. And uh, there's so many that are working from home now more than at the office and also bringing home their work all the time. Like my oldest son and his wife are always working from home too. So, yeah, totally changed from when I was in the office. So that was my podcast for today. I hope you have enjoyed it. Um, I know I read word for word of that, that article, but it was so important, I thought, to share it. I hope you guys have enjoyed this small, short podcast and thank you guys so much for being here and listening to my silliness and all about me and I'm sorry (laughs) if you want something more please give me a shout um let me know what interests you um where positivity is concerned people places things let me know um because I certainly am looking for my content to share and I'm always looking for for new content so let me know what you think thank you guys so much for being here and I will talk to you next time bye now go out today as you're going about your business whatever you do today If you come upon somebody that you see that has something on that you like or the hair is done some way that you like, let them know. 
They may be having a bad day, and you could be giving them something that makes them smile. Tell them so. Tell them hi. Even just a smile or a hello will make someone's day. Have a great day, you guys. Until next time. Thanks.